Hello everyone and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about the biggest money blocks for single mums. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today, I have to say, I'm pretty excited to be chatting to none other than Denise Duffield-Thomas from Lucky Bitch. Hi! (laughs) Hello, I'm going to tell them a little bit about you, just so that um, those who haven't heard of you, and I'm sure most of them have, know who you are and what you do. So Denise is the money mindset mentor for the new wave of online female entrepreneurs, of which I expect many of you listening are. Um, And you may have read her books, which are called Lucky Lucky bitch and get rich lucky bitch. Um, They give a fresh and funny roadmap to create outrageously successful life and business. So well worth reading. Um, Denise helps women release their fears of money and take back control of their finances. She's an award-winning speaker, author, entrepreneur and has helped many women transform their economy class money mindset to a first class life, which is a phrase that I absolutely love. So welcome Denise to the Beanstalk podcast. Well, thanks so much for having me, Lucy. And you know what? I love the name Lucy because it's only one letter away from lucky. Yes. <laughs> and it's got love. I love Lucy, things like that. Yeah, I love my name. Really happy with that. My surname's good as well. So, um, I know. <laughs> um, look, we met probably a few weeks ago now, didn't we, at the Back Yourself Noosery event, um, yeah. where I felt very honoured to be mingling with the likes of yourself, Lisa Messenger, Mary Maker Sisters, and heaps of other inspiring women. Tell me, did you like uh, my hometown, Noosa? Oh, it was beautiful. Do you, you know what ruined it, though? What? Work? Travelling <laughs> traveling with my kids. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to come back here, just Mark and I, we can sleep in, have beautiful breakfast and go to all the nice restaurants because we were running in and out of restaurants like going okay we've got kids give us some bread so they don't throw the like kill the, everything and then oh my god but I loved Noosa so much it was so beautiful yeah it is it's an amazing place it's amazing for kids with the beach but I have to say I do think it's more of a non-kid place because there's so many nice restaurants and places where you just want to go and have a few cocktails and relax and just can't do it with kids can you not my age, kids. No. <laughs> Ruin it. <laughs> well, I don't know. It doesn't get much easier. I was just saying to you before we started recording, I've got two teenagers locked in their bedroom at the moment under strict instructions not to make any noise. <laughs> yeah. So we'll head into the questions I've got for you. If I can get them all done in the time we've got, I'll be doing a happy dance. So we'll see how we go. So... First of all, Denise, you talk about money mindset a lot. So can you just describe to my single mums who are listening what exactly a money mindset is? Sure. So your money mindset is usually a combination of all your beliefs about money and how it manifests in your daily life. So money isn't just a black and white thing of, oh, somebody pays us and gives us money and we we earn it. A lot of women have really kind of negative stories about money. We have negative beliefs around money. Uh, We believe things about ourselves and we've usually picked up a lot of negative stories from our family um, and from our childhood. And then that we can perpetuate that too. It means to me and... um, uh, I'm really definitely, I'm glad I'm talking to you because I'm really passionate about women in particular changing their stories around money and single mums, definitely. Mm. 
Yeah, it is really interesting, isn't it? Because I was talking to um, a savings, some savings account people who do some really cool match savings, which is great for single mums. And the lady I was chatting to was saying that many women just say, I don't have money. I haven't got the option to sort my money out. But we do have money. Everybody has money, um, you know, and it just depends on what you do with it. Um, we all have an opportunity to work on what we have, however big or small that is, don't we? Oh, we do. Absolutely. And even if, you, I mean, even if you don't have a ton of money, even just the way you talk about money can really change the way you feel um, about it. And mm. in some cases, it can help you make more or be open to more. But also, this is so important too, where we're giving our children our, our, their future beliefs about money now. So every time we talk about money, every time we talk about ourselves around money, we are developing their money mindset for the future. A hundred percent we are, yeah. I mean, I often find myself saying I haven't got any money, but that's not true because I have got money. I just perhaps haven't got any disposable money for the rest of this week, um, but I do have money. Um, so if you keep saying I haven't got any money, I haven't got any money, I haven't got any money um, to yourself and in front of your kids, it's not a good message to put out there, is it really? No, it's not. And, you know, I think the the original story that most of us heard around money is money is dirty. Don't mm. touch that money. Mm. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't touch it. It's dirty. And then probably the second thing we heard is, well, I don't have any money. And it's just things like that, they do perpetuate in, in our lives and they make us feel like money is a dirty thing, that we're not doing something good if we want money. And uh, that's my job is really just to shine a light on those stories mm. that we're telling ourselves around money and giving ourselves permission to let it go. Yeah. So feel good about making money. Feel proud of yourself. Go outside and shout out to the sky. I love money. Is that a good start? <laughs> <laughs> Should we all you know do that? what? <laughs> it could be for some people. Um, but okay. sometimes you need to just start at a real basic of like just not saying negative things about money. You might not even be in a space yet where you can talk positively about money. <laughs> and even saying something like I love money could make you feel really icky but just catch yourself talking about money in a negative way yeah. um, that's a really great first step yeah okay and any other tips um, that you've got for us for the mums who are in that situation where their money mindset is off for a number of reasons whether it's a past or present or just what's going on in their head um, what are your top tips really your easy ones that you can tell us now to improve your money mindset yeah so the as I said about the Figuring out what you're saying about money is a really important thing. So do something to stop yourself in the moment. Now, I'm, I'm laughing because I've got an elastic band on my wrist and I use that as a pattern interrupter all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, if I find myself saying something negative about money, which we all do sometimes, I, I literally just ping myself. I don't know if you can hear it. I give, yeah, myself, a little, yeah. I give myself a little <laughs> whack. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, just a little one sometimes. Or I do something like emotional freedom technique, which um, is otherwise known as EFT or tapping. I do that to help kind of get myself out of a little negative spiral. Because what we notice is when you say and think things negatively about money, you tend to then go on a spiral, right? Mm, and then yeah. you then you go, oh, and then my car insurance is due and blah, blah, blah. And you get into a, sp a state where you can't then actually do anything about it. So watching your language is so important and even getting making it a game. Ask your kids to do the same thing and just say, hey, guess what? We're not saying anything negative about money. Um, so that's a really important thing. 
for mums especially, I think letting go of language like I don't have any money and we can't afford it. And that does not mean that money is going to rain from the sky if you stop saying Mm. those things. But you will feel more empowered if you can just even switch the language around a little bit. So I, I do this with myself. Instead of saying, I don't have any money, when Willow, who is three, asks me for more coins for the you know, those chocolate machines with the claws and things like that. And I'm sure with your teenagers, they're probably constantly asking for Mm. money. So I'll say things like, well, I don't have any coins on me, Mm. you know, or, or you can get a shared um, goal together as a family. It's like, well, babe, I could, but remember we're saving to go to Disneyland or we're saving to do this or we're saving for that. Or, hey, that's a great idea. Let's put that on your Christmas wish list and we'll revise that. So it's it's making the negative stuff that you think and say about money and just at, at first getting into a more neutral space, a more yeah. neutral space. Um, that's really important. Then the other thing for women, all women I think, is to watch your language around power and men and money. So mm. it could be, you know, men have all the money or you know, ex-husbands are doing X or men do this or men do that because it really perpetuates this thing for women that we're not good at numbers, we're not good at money and that money is a men's world, you know, or it's a man's world rather than than our world. So I think those little tweaks of your language and the way you think is really, really important. Another um, tip that I recommend that everyone does, whether you're in a business or not, is to track your money and I suggest people do this in two ways, to have two different lists, and it can be really simple, like literally a piece of paper or a diary or there's apps that do it. I actually have a free app in the iTunes store or a spreadsheet, and you just track every single penny that comes into your life, whether you find five cents on the street or um, you know someone helps you out or you get an extra job or whatever it is, you track everything. And then you have a separate list and you track all the freebies that you get in life so a friend buys you coffee or um you know you get a discount on something you're going to pay it full price or anything like that because we're trying to get into a place of gratitude gratitude around money instead of always feeling like there's not enough and even though the reality might be at at this moment that there is not enough if all you can change is the way you feel about money that is going to help so much because then you're going to feel more positive. You're going to look for more opportunities. You feel more inclined to take action on things. Ideas will come to you because you're not um, clogging up your the computer of your mind with all this old stuff. And tracking, I think, is just one of those great processes that really makes a shift in the way you think about money. Yeah, and just to see that money coming in as well and not just money going out because it is what we tend to think about and that is human nature isn't it you know people are always more happy to put a negative review um if they go out for dinner than they are a positive review and we always do tend to look at the money going out and not the money coming in and we do leave the gratitude behind but you know yeah i love that idea of tracking things that we get for free and something that's been coming on to um my facebook group lately is people are finding links for freebies um, and funnily enough, one came on last night for a 250-gram block of cheese. But it was a really good brand of cheese. And all you have to do is click the link, go through, and then you just take your phone into Woolies 
and you get this cheese, a block of cheese for free. Now, I know it only seems really little, but for some single mums, that's incredibly helpful. You can freeze cheese, by the way, just in case anyone didn't know that, you grate it and freeze it. So it's fantastic. And, um, you know, and everyone's coming on saying, oh, wow, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. And we're all like grouping together and like we've all got something for free and it feels great. And it's a really unusual thing because usually the um, Facebook feed is full of people saying, I'm struggling with money. Has anyone got any ideas? What shall I do about this? What shall I do about that? But turning it around just makes everything, everything sort of much happier and nicer and you feel good inside for it absolutely and you know it's funny right there's some people who don't have a lot of money but feel rich Mm. and and even have that such a positive attitude and then the flip side is true I've met people who actually have a lot of money but they feel poor Mm. yeah yes that's right why is that um because money mindset isn't about money it's really interesting. That mindset, yeah. It is. I've, I mean, how you are now is how you're going to be with more money. So if you're a miserable git, like no amount of money is going to change that. Mm. <laughs> it's no, really it's yeah. weird but true. <laughs> it is. It is true. And I think as well the interesting thing with the mums is that I work with is that You'd be amazed at the incredible careers that single mums have. Um, Just the most amazing careers, and they work ever so hard, and a lot of them have a reasonable income. The fact is, most of it is used up on mortgage and utilities and kids, um, so they don't have a lot of disposable income. So they feel quite negative that they haven't got the money to do the things they want and that brings on feelings like guilt. But in fact, they're just amazing women pulling in incredible money with incredible careers. So it's about shifting off you know, looking at what they are doing that's amazing and saying, look, I'm doing all these things, it's incredible. Right now, life's hard. But you know, in the future, when the kids are older and they've got these careers going on, they're going to be doing so well for themselves. So it's all in the mind, isn't it? And that's what it is. Have to it. And I'm, I think for me, one of my big skills is reframing things. And for me, growing up with a single mum, I had to learn to be really independent. You know, I had to earn my own money because there wasn't any extra money for it. And so that taught me such amazing lessons. And then I see single moms who are really beating themselves up that they can't give their kids everything. And it's like, well, you know what? If you gave them everything, they would probably miss out on some really valuable life lessons. So, you know, you've got to reframe everything. It's like, well, I'm teaching my children to be independent. And that's a, an amazing gift to it's, give to them, not giving them everything anyway. It is. It's an amazing gift. And I, I often tell the story very quickly, but I took my, um, my daughter, she was, I think, 12 or 13 at the time, took three friends to the local theatre to see the school show. And it was something like 20 or $30 for a ticket. And um, I had to pay for all the tickets on my credit card. And all of the girls were from um, partnered families. And my girls go to a nice um, school and um, there was one single mum um, there and the only person who actually paid me back the money was the single was the child of the single mum the others mm. didn't and it wasn't that they they thought oh I'm not going to pay the money it was just that I think that she had better mo- money mindset instilled in her that you know she knew the value of money she knew that she'd borrowed the money for a ticket and she had to pay it back because every sort of cent counts to her whereas the others perhaps just didn't think of it like that and I thought mm. well you know that is a good lesson um that we don't mi- 
we teach because we have to as single mums um, and a lot of mums who are in um, not just single mums but other mums who are struggling with money or who go out of their way like you do to teach that lesson so very important um, but look now I just want we sort of talked about it a little bit but there is definitely a bit of a fear around money isn't there um, for women we've we've touched on it but I feel a little bit frightened of money Mm. Um, and I so guess... do I. <laughs> I don't know. Do. You can't say that. No, <laughs> no I, I am going to say that because I just want people to hear too that even when you have money, which I do now, um, that feeling sometimes doesn't go away because it is so entrenched in mm. our culture for women. You know, I don't know about you, Lucy, but I really didn't think I was good at, at maths and things like that at school. And in fact, I had to have a math tutor because I was kind of terrible at numbers and even now like I I, ha- I always pull out my calculator to do really simple <laughs> simple calculations <I> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yes so I think collectively as a gender we've kind of been told that we're not great at uh, numbers um, we're not great at money and it has been perpetuated and, you know even a couple of years ago I remember going to see a financial advisor and I was thinking oh this is really scary you know I'll let the men talk about money and it's just ingrained in us, you know, and even now sometimes too, I think, oh, like, am I going to get in trouble? And, uh, you know, I always think, oh, my God, am I going to, you know, screw up my taxes and get in trouble with the tax man? Mm. That is old stuff, you know, that is old stuff where women have been really taught that we don't have a lot of power in this world. So we've got to have compassion for ourselves that it still feels kind of new, especially if you didn't see your mum have a lot of power around money, if you, you know, and she probably didn't see her mum have a lot of mm. power around money. I remember my mum buying purchases and hiding them from my stepdad and hiding money um, from him and just little things like that. Of course we're going to feel weird about money and that's why it's up to us to change it for the next generation, but I want us to have compassion for ourselves that – it's kind of new still yes it is so we we can't just chat you can't just click your fingers and change what's already ingrained in you over the years um you have to take it easy and do it slowly and change change the way you think and the fear that I have around money I would describe as that same feeling you get when you see a police car (laughs) and you haven't done anything wrong do you know that feeling you just like feel guilty as soon as you see the police because you think, oh, oh my God, have I done something? And you know you haven't. You're absolutely fine. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of irrational fear almost, I think, because I can have my finances in order. But when I think about money, I still feel this kind of anxious, very, very slight anxiousness. And it's, yes. it's, I can't explain I can't put my finger on the reason for it. Would you say that's what a lot of people get? Well, I think so, yes. And I've, I've felt that as well myself. Um, and some of it can come back to memories and things that actually happened to us as children. So I, I always try and have compassion for myself around that feeling because I remember as a little kid um, being going to the welfare office with my mom and mum being really anxious because she was really young when she had me. She was 18. So she must have only been in her early 20s. And it would have been scary and intimidating for her to be in those situations mm. where she was in a welfare office and feeling like she was going to get into trouble. And I felt that. So I remember my first meeting that I had with um, uh, an ATO, a tax, a tax man, where he was just like, okay, so 
I want to help you, you know, set up your tax stuff. What's your business? And I was going, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I help women. Um, and I just felt like a little girl, you know, mm. six, seven, eight years old, I don't know how old I was, in that welfare office feeling like I was going to get into trouble. So most of those things, they can be traced back to memories that have happened to us mm. or just ingrained stuff that we picked up from our, our mums as well. Yeah. So, you know, we just have to talk about it, I think, talk about it, normalize talking about money. This is why at my events um, and in my podcasts and blogs and things like that, I talk about money and I talk about what it's like now to be rich, not to brag or sound like mm. the biggest asshole, but because I want, I want it to be a normal conversation for women to mm. talk about it. And I want it to not be braggy, but just like, hey, yeah, we're allowed to have money. We are, and it's quite normal for women to be just as successful as men. So it's, yeah, it's just, it, it does go right back, doesn't it, to the first question, which is mindset. Yes, it is. And it's uh, where you can uncover what your mindset is, is go back and look at your money memories. Go back and look at all the things that you heard about money, saw about money, family mottos even about money. You know, if your parents are, used to always talk about the filthy, money-grubbing, rich people mm-hmm. in town well, then you're going to hold yourself back from making money because you don't want to be a filthy, money-grubbing yeah. person. Um, and that's really normal. Mm. And I think, think as well, with, with, um, you know, with, with my audience of single mothers, I think children are often exposed, not intentionally, but to them arguing, uh, their parents arguing about money as well. So mm. that automatically puts a negative um, twist on it. And sometimes money can be what brings down a relationship. And if the kids see that happen, then they're always going to think of money in a negative way. And there's definitely going to be an element of fear in there, isn't there? Well, there is. And, you know, every study that I've read about this is that money can be one of the number one causes of divorce and separation for people because they can't get on the mm. same page. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tricky and it feels really hard. But all I'm asking women to do now is change the way you talk about money, change the way you talk about money to your kids. We've got to stop this generational thing continuing on, especially for our girls, but, of course, for our boys too. Mm. And... Um, and like have compassion, have self-compassion um, for these lessons that we've learned as little kids mm-hmm. and just make a decision that we're going to do something different. And that does not mean we have to then be perfect about money because as I said, you know, I, <laughs> I run a very successful multi-million dollar company and I still have these freakouts too. Um, but that's normal. That's that normal conversation. It's not like, oh, I'm broken and one day I'll be perfect. It's like, nope. You can make friends with money exactly how you are right now. And you can be any kind of rich woman you like. So all the things that you like and dislike now, you can continue liking and disliking those things. Yes, you if don't you have are, to change entirely, do no. you? you just have if you're environmentally conscious, guess what? That's not going to change with more money. Um, if you like to be frugal, actually that doesn't change with more money too. It's really weird. And you can just be exactly you, nice, normal, down-to-earth, friendly, a good mum, everything. Um, And one other thing I'd like to say, actually, that women always do about money, we think that we have to choose. So we go, well, I could make more money, but then I would be a bad mum. Yes, why is that? I can have money, but not love. (laughs) It's just this feeling that we have to choose. We can't have it all. And it's really dangerous for women. And you think, oh, I can help people all make money, but I can't do both. I can, you know, be a good parent or a good mom or a good sister, but I can't do both. 
um, yeah, it's, it's weird, but it's just that feeling of like, you know what, I can have it all. And um, one exercise I get people to do, which I think is really fun, is to go in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say, this is what a wealthy woman looks like. Mm. And it's going to bring up all your shit because you'll go, but no, I need to lose weight or I need to do this or I need to do that. And it's like, you know what? No, wealth comes in all shapes and sizes, all age groups. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and but it also is a bit of a gratitude thing, right? If we think, um, well, if you're listening to this from a developed country, you know, you are lucky. You are a one percenter already. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's just that bit of perspective of, as well of, you know, what would I have people around the world would kill to have and this is their dream. So you can have gratitude for what you have and also you can build more. Yeah, and I love the gratitude thing. And um, I can remember being struggling and having to go on to New Start and getting support from the government to get my business off the ground as well. And I'm so grateful for it. I really was. You know, we, we tend to take things for granted, but we do need to be grateful for the things that we have. Um, and not just the money, but the things that lead to the money, like the training and the ability to start businesses and to go out and get jobs. So we are we are so lucky. And I really love the grateful side of it that you put in, because I think that's such an important thing that we miss. Um, look, my last question, I'm so pleased I've got time for it because it's just for a bit of a giggle as my audience um, is nearly all divorced or separated. I just wanted you to tell them very quickly about the travel competition that you won and how you won it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So um, Mark and I got married in 2009. And at that time, you know, we... Uh, I loved being in a relationship that was so wonderful, but everything else in my life was pretty crappy, to be honest. I didn't like my job or anything. Um, I really wanted to start a business. I had no money. And we went on honeymoon, and I stood outside, and I looked up at the stars. I made a wish on a star, which now I teach for my kids. I love it. Mm. And I said, this is what I want more of, more you know, freedom, adventure, abundance. And um, I went home, and a couple of months later, a friend texted me and said, oh, I found your perfect job. And it was a honeymoon company that wanted a couple to go traveling around the world and review their honeymoon destinations. And I was like, well, this is it. This is my opportunity. This is my chance. <laughs> so I convinced Mark that we were going to win it and um, we threw everything at it. And I talk about this in my first book, Lucky Bitch, which you can get on Amazon. But, um, you know, I threw everything at it to win this competition. But the clincher, I think, is when I said to the judges, if you choose us, we will get married everywhere we go and we will try and break a Guinness World Record for most married couple. And at the time, I didn't realize that the record was 83 weddings. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and so for six months, we got married a lot. Let's put it that way, a lot of times. And we got up to 87 and then we found out that the the couple who held the record were up to something like 99 because they knew that we were hot on their track. <laughs> and I said to Mark, I don't want to continue getting married for the rest of my life. Um, I'm over this now. Can we please not try and break this Guinness World Record? So, uh, yeah, which is really funny because, you know what, I never really was that fussed about getting married, not really that into my own wedding except obviously the, you know, the fun bit about getting married to my soulmate, but not really interested in planning a wedding. 
And I just think it's this weird karmic thing that somehow Mark and I are meant to be in this life. I just find it, I just, the irony of it, because I just had to get you to tell that story because of the single mums listening. But I remember when you were talking as well in Luther and you were saying like, by the end of it, you were like, (laughs) bickering with one another going, I really don't want to marry you today. Yes, exactly. I'm sick of getting married to you. It's ridiculous, which is really, yeah, it's funny, but I, some, someone keeps on saying, oh, like, why don't you guys just try and get the record again? I'm like, are you kidding? No, I would kill him. <laughs> if that trip went on for much longer, I would have literally murdered him. And, and you work together now as well. So I think that would probably be the, uh, the nail in the coffin, wouldn't it? If you went on trying to get married even more. Exactly. So if anyone's out there and they're feeling guilty about how many times they've gotten married, no, don't. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Well, good for you. I think it's a great story. Look, um, we're coming to the end of our time and I've managed to squeeze in all my questions. So I'm feeling pretty happy about that. And um, I'm rushing into another meeting after this and I'm kind of hoping I might be just a tad late so I can throw in that, um, you know, I was just held up chatting to Denise Duffield Thomas. (laughs) 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 nothing like a bit of name dropping um but look seriously it's been such a pleasure chatting to you denise um thank you for taking the time to share your brilliant tips with me and my lovely single mums yes thank you lucy and i would just love to ask people if you've got an aha from this um take a little screenshot of the podcast image um tag myself and lucy you know I'd lo- I love Instagram. I don't know if you're on Instagram, Lucy. Yes, but I am, yeah. What's I love your it handle? Well. Um, I'm Beanstalk Single Mums. And you're Denise okay. DT? Yeah, Denise DT. So if you had an aha, tag us in it. Tell us one of your memories around money. Tell us something that you even say about money out loud to your kids. Um, because this is a conversation that so many of us need to have now. And just keep on spreading the word, talking to your friends about it, normalizing money for women. And together, I believe we can change the world. And that could be a whole different topic for another podcast thing about how women and money can change the world. Mm. But I truly, truly believe it. So please tag us up and let us know your ahas. Yeah, and I believe it too. And also, um, Denise's um, website address will be on the podcast when I put it onto my website so I strongly suggest that you click through there because you've got a fantastic free course on there which I'm actually doing um, I've signed up for I think yesterday um, so it's definitely worth the mums going in and having a look and mums um, in business but mums not in business just looking to improve their, mo- their money mindset as well Um, um, And thank you, single mums, for listening. If you have a fear around money or your business needs a bit of a boost or you just want to be in the company of someone inspirational, you found the right person here with Denise. Um, As I say, head on, take a look at what she does. It will be well worth the time spent doing it. And, um, yeah, share the podcast, let everybody know, and let's empower one another around money. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.